You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. And the crime of the day is da 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 censorship. <laughs> <laughs> I have beautiful Nicola Farnhill with me. It's really great to be with you. I really love the work that you're doing. And it's just amazing that people, you know, like yourself are coming out and having the courage to speak the truth. Totally, totally. And I'm so, so grateful to you for coming on the show. And yes, yes, yes. So power to the people. So the the show is not really about putting blame on anything. No. It's about rising above, raising our consciousness, elevating our consciousness, being able to notice, notice that there are things wrong in the world, but we are just unaware, unconscious of it. And like you said, if we don't talk about it, if we don't speak about up about it, our power, yeah. our freedom, our health is slowly, slowly, slowly diminishing. Absolutely. We've got less freedom. We've got less room to speak our mind. And it's censorship. And, and not just censorship. It's disinformation. It's manipulation. It's massive, massive deception. You know, that's the thing that's so hard to believe, you know, for, as we would say, the Joe public, the general people, it's so hard to believe that we would be lied to, that things would be censored, that the news would be manipulated, because as human beings, by nature, we want to trust. And... Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to have to accept that the people that may be manipulating situations for their own benefits mm -hmm. are the people that we have directly put into power. Right. And, that, and that's really hard and also really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. When I came, when I woke to the deception that is going on, the censorship, the censorship, it's, it's my trigger, right? All of yeah. a sudden, there was someone who got censored on... Facebook, and I think he got censored on YouTube. His the whole video interview was taken down, yeah. and it was David Ike. Uh, yeah. And I don't know him; I still don't follow him. But the fact that he was censored was a big freaking deal to me. Because yeah. if he's going to be censored, then what's going to happen to you and me, right? And yeah. the, right, it's it's just so easy to squash that freedom of speech which i took so long <laughs> to be able to fully express myself um unabashedly uh unapologetically right yeah. and uh and to for that to be taken away from me there was a, a real fear that i had to go deep inside of me to really look at okay is that a real fear or is that an imagined thing and what did i have to do within myself to to clear totally. that. And so totally. that is possible for everyone so yeah. that we're not overreacting to censorship. But <sighs> tell us a little bit about yourself before uh, I get carried away with the topic. <laughs> I'm just to say, we, I think we trained around the same time um, for coaching. I think for me, you know, my journey began when I was an infant. Um, I had quite a traumatic infancy through no fault of anybody's you know it was an operation uh, which 
afterwards left me with lots of um, trauma, uh, which at the time, <laughs> you've no idea what it is. You just, you know, been controlled by that kind of traumatic situations like fears of abandonment. I had fears of rejection. I had all sorts of things going on that was driving me. Um, and I got to a pinnacle point in my life where I just became aware that I couldn't continue in that mode because life just wasn't working out for me. Mm. And I honestly think that, you know, it's such a hard thing to say to someone. I work with people that have trauma now and have the repercussions of trauma. I think it's a very big deal to have to say to someone that sometime in your life, you may be grateful for your trauma. Um, but I am, I am grateful for mine because, because of mine, I searched for the answers. I had to look within because I realized the external stuff wasn't, um, didn't carry any longevity. Right. It didn't, it, it didn't give me the results that I wanted. It didn't heal me. Um, and from that you became, I became kind of conscious about the truth, my truth firstly, um, because, you know, for those of you that don't know, when you've suffered an extensive trauma, you recreate yourself in order to survive. Correct. So I had not only recreated myself, but then I looked on the outside world and realised that that wasn't truthful and honest either. Right. You know? There's a couple of threads that I uh, commented to today, which is the same sentiment that you're saying here yeah. that... We have we look back and look at the trauma and see the gift behind totally. it. And a, a quick example of that that I was sharing today was my brother, my older brother. And we were wrestling. Uh, I was younger than him, and yeah. so he had a cigarette, and he was trying to tease me or uh, maybe discipline me i don't know what he was doing but he was threatening me with a, a live cigarette you know yeah and i'm like do it do it you know yeah, yeah. and he pushed me away I'm like, you're crazy and from then on he stopped messing it's, with me. it's like you know for me i am so empowered because of my trauma i suffered so much held myself in a place of suffering i became a victim you know, I was very limited in my abilities because I was so fearful of everything, you know, and then I look out of the world now and I just see so much, you know, so so much fear. And I, th I don't think what people realise is when we are manipulated by the media, by outside sources, is that it creates that fear, you know, that, that, that it is a form of trauma that we are experiencing and it, and it changes us and we adapt when we when we can't express ourselves freely when we can't then we can't truly be ourselves That's that we have so to start true. suppressing that we have to start suppressing our voice but not only that our passion for humanity for the earth for what's right and wrong because we've been manipulated so much uh, we don't feel that we can do anything about it you know for me I feel that we've been manipulated to the point where it's, you know, the media is so corrupt that we've got to a point where we actually um, think we just have to accept things. I just don't believe that's true because I think we are the 99%. But the 99%. absolutely. And we have got so much power and past history shows that when we come together as people, we can change times and we have done before. Mm -hmm. um, and I honestly believe this time is coming now. I even believe, and it's a, a terrible situation that's occurring at the moment in the world, you know, we've got the, 
the child trafficking that's been hidden. I know that you spoke about, you You know, you did a podcast on that. There's so much been going on. And I think these are our children that have been taken. This is our world that's changing. You know, it doesn't belong to that 1%. You know, and, and and I feel so passionately about it because I think we are not we're not supported and encouraged to actually grow our passions, to to be individual. Because when we're individual, we're powerful. We've become manipulated to the point where we don't no longer believe in our own voice, in our own belief systems. Uh, you know, it's okay to have a healthy debate. It's okay to, but once there's a suppression, then there's an imbalance. And yeah. uh, we cannot be at peace if the truth is not being upheld. No, 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 not at all. But society manipulates us um, into feeling that like we're not enough. You know, we, we're not enough. We've, we're not intelligent enough. We're not beautiful enough. We're not wealthy enough. We're not, you know, we, we're... We create, there's a, a society that's been created that makes us feel insufficient. And so, and so from that, we don't feel that we've got any power to speak our truth. It's like we've been diminished. Okay, let, let's walk through that. When, like, I want everyone to feel this. When the, when the voice is suppressed, when the freedom is oppressed, do you feel yeah. that anger inside of you? Yeah. And what happens to that anger, it gets misdirected. Absolutely. And it manifests in so many ways through addiction, through these Illness, yeah. And that's a huge thing, you know, particularly with the clients that I work with that have suffered trauma and have been oppressed is a traumatic experience in itself. And I think, you know, we've, we've got to look at the fact that if we are not speaking our truth, if we're not living our truth, then it manifests at the beginning with depression, anxiety, then we can go to the small, what I call the small time illnesses, such as IBS, migraines, skin problems, psoriasis, you know, dermatitis, that kind of thing. You've got visions problems. And then down the line, if those aren't seen to in the right way, then, and we're not allowed that freedom to release and be our, in our truth, then we're looking at long-term illnesses, fibromyalgia, ME, MS, um, and then leading on to heart problems, you know, cancer. You and I both work with spirituality quite a lot. I'm sure that you're aware that when people are oppressed in their hearts, they can suffer from heart attacks. Oh, totally, totally. You know, because the blockage is is so intense in that area. And I think it's it's so shocking that people feel that they have to go with the majority. Again, we look at humanity. The media is very, very clever. They know that as human beings, we like to belong. We like to go and be together. So if mm -hmm. you're that one person that wants to question things, but you're a whole group of people mm -hmm. believing something else, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Are you going to stand on your own? You know how much it takes to get to that place where you can stand on your own. Right. Right. Yeah. And people believe that if they speak up, if they say the wrong way and oh, my God, has not has it not become popular to cancel culture? Right. Oh, I'm going to cancel you. 
we can no longer be individuals. We can no longer have our unique perspectives just because I'm not singing your tune. You know, you look at the schooling regime that was, you know, the schools were created at a time where, you know, the wars were going on and children were just put into an environment together so the families could go to war that they could, you know, the mothers could go and make blankets and bombs and shells or whatever, the fathers could go away. But from that, a schooling regime was created um, that basically, to make it as easy as possible for the teachers, everybody was put into the same situations, given the same um, stuff to do, the same stuff to work on. Even from school, we are not encouraged to be ourselves to embrace our strengths, our personalities, our, you know, our creativeness. And so that starts right from the beginning. And that, again, is about control. How many children children grow up feeling that because they didn't hit the grade in mathematics, for example, that they're no good? Nobody ever told them that their English was amazing. Mm -hmm. So from that, they leave school thinking, I've not hit the mark, I've not hit the grade. Where in fact, we should all be encouraged to embrace our strengths. Mm -hmm. But yet, if we we all embraced our strengths, what would happen to us? We'd be individuals. Mm -hmm. Yes, as human beings, we want to fit in. However, Mm -hmm. how can anyone fit into anybody else's box? Mm -hmm. How can I be the same as you or my neighbour? or my father or my you know my aunties or whatever but yet we we the society tries to push us into these places and we try to fit in because it's dictated that we should you've got to fit in if you stand out then you know it's it's like even at school now bullying's become insane because you're different one of the biggest issues is going to that place of safety of certainty of guarantees you know so with that we look at we want to fit in you know we're not encouraged to experience our full range of emotions we're not encouraged to be unique to grow which which is the one thing that we need in order to feel alive you know that's why we've just got an extensive amount of depression anxiety you know, particularly with the, the quarantine situations that we've had going on. If we don't stay loved, we don't stay connected, if we've got a lack of that in our lives, then what happens is we become anxious, we become depressed, we become traumatised. Because for me, love and connection is as necessary as breathing. Uh, well, yeah, it's our core essence. It's who Absolutely. we are. It's yeah, so yeah. disempowering, isn't it? When you look at like, you know, the situations we've had going on recently with quarantine, lockdown, that kind of thing. And what's really wonderful is I can see this rolling stone gathering momentum and people are actually, the, the, the message is just like clicking, like, hang on a minute, outside of this world that we want to get back to where we're, you know, we're living this life that we had before. The most important thing is actually seeing people I love, being connected, Mm -hmm. having those people around us that we normally have and all of a sudden it's it's gone, you know, and it's, for me, it's it's vital to our existence. Exactly. 
I think there was there's an experiment done years ago where babies actually died because they weren't held. They were just fed and they were just, you know, changed and cleaned, but they were cuddled and they actually died. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, yes, that's totally true. You know, and, and that is that is insane to think that, isn't it? It, it, it is. It is. It is really insane. And the, fir the first time I spoke up about this, people were actually censoring me on my own uh, post on Facebook, right? People were saying, wow. oh, just stay on your own lane or that it's dangerous that what I was sharing, sharing my opinion is dangerous. Yeah. Are you kidding? And why was that? that? I mean, that in itself is a statement which says... You have to follow the crowd. Yeah, but I could tell that one, the isolation, because I came from a, a domestic abuse situation. I raised my, my two children all by myself from little because wow. um, I was already seeing signs of an abusive father. Yeah. And I, I couldn't take that risk when I actually uh, divorced from that husband and, and got uh, exposed to psychology and counseling yeah. I saw all the signs of abuse yeah, yeah. and one of the yeah. things that happened with me was the isolation and that's why I'm the only one here in Minneapolis all the rest of my family is in Canada yeah but I you know but I thought it was just life happening who would have thought that was yeah. part of an abusive tyrannical narcissistic yeah. relationship yeah. And that's exactly the relationship we have right now with our government, with the media, and with, with all the powers that be that's Absolutely. trying to censor our voices and to muzzle our faces. Yeah. Not yeah. right at all. So when no. I made that observation, or at least I was trying to articulate it, because it's, yeah. it's all yeah. observation at that point. This was back in February and March. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I don't yeah. know what's going on, but here's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And automatically, oh, shut the hell up. Yeah. Did you feel, though, Tess, as well, that, you know, when you observe what's been going on, you 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 feel it intuitively? You know, yeah. it's like it's like we talk a lot about kind of being connected. You know, my, my company is called Connected to Self. Isn't it interesting yeah. that we become so disconnected from who we are that we can't trust our own intuition mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. and that to me is because of the media because of the manipulation because of the social conditioning we no longer are able to make our own opinions and express them and trust them and trust them right trust it. without questioning without asking you know how many times you know you, you you'll know many people as i do that can feel something but they ask other people because they need reassurance and validation we've, and we've lost that ability to be able to trust our own intuition and when mm -hmm. you look around at the animal world for example they've not lost that mm -mm. they know what's right for them they make decisions based on their intuition and it's correct but as human beings that are supposed to be i say this loosely more intelligent Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've, we've, we've lost that ability to say this is right for me and that's wrong for me because yeah. we've been manipulated to think that we are not allowed to make our own minds up and make our own decisions. 
Right. And and you started saying that about the school, the indoctrination that happens right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Children to school. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's and that on a on a day-to-day basis, it, it's been done so cleverly. At Christmas time, we get lots of advertisements on the TV for um, buying new sofas and if you don't have a new sofa on Boxing Day then you know you're not going to be happy you know like all your happiness the day after Christmas Day is based on getting a new sofa and it, and it's you know we laugh at it so much because it's like so you know I'm, I'm gonna go and get that new sofa and then I'll be happy and it's like dragging us dragging us and keeping us in that external world of like reach out and get the happiness Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just manipulation on so many levels. It, it's so crazy. Why is it a crime? Why is it a crime, this censorship, this manipulation, this disinformation, this cover-up? Why is that a crime? I think basically because we don't think about the collective. There's a few of us that do. But it's created a situation where we think about I, that we'll tread on people to make more money, to have more stuff, to be to feed our egos, Um, you know, for me, if we want to live in a healthier, safer, um, more abundant world, then we need to work as a collective. And the biggest crime against humanity, as far as the media is concerned, is the fact that it's segregated us. And, And so we don't believe that we have power there's so much fear around, as you say, speaking up. Mm-hmm. All this together, can we make the changes? Right, right. And it's criminal because it's like they're leading people to their own demise, right? Yeah. You know, people don't realise it's very hard to have to accept that the people that run the world are not actually in our favour. That's very hard. But you've only got to look at the fall of the banking, the bankers system, the banking um, a few years ago when it was discovered that all the bankers were corrupt. Oh, right. Yeah. That's around 2008, 2007. Yeah, absolutely. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll know yourself a lot about that being in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people were like kind of shocked. Well, why would they do that to us? It's very soul destroying to think that the people in power that we put there would actually not be working for our own good yeah and i think that's where the resistance is because it's it hurts us yeah it's true when i woke up to that level of deception the level of betrayal and the hurt was so physical it was so um uh, it was so heavy so i had to do a lot of clearing about that and again it's it's frightening it is because, oh my God, you know, uh, they're going to take away my freedom and I have to go through that clearing process and re, re-empowering myself and be able to, you know, come to that place that no matter what happens out there in the world, no one can take away my power. No. No, no one can take away my no. power. It's so frustrating, but we have to see it as being a collective responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not down to someone else. It's down to us to fight for a better world, to fight for better conditions. And, and yeah, okay, we can say easily, well, it's not going to happen in our lifetime, but we have to think 
collectively. We have to think about the future of our children and their children. And, and living, for me, living our happiest lives means thinking as we instead of I. And until we think that way, it's not going to change. And, and I understand it's like, you know, like you said, the, the energy is very heavy. It's very oppressive. How do we deal with that? And, and it depends on the level of awareness. Everyone is responding based on their level of awareness. So yeah. um, I love what you're saying, that there is something beyond our need for survival, our need for safety. And we can, you know, the need, the, the connection that yeah. they are taking, ripping us from, yeah. the smile, the hugs, the sunshine. Everything's been taken away from people. And I said, you know, it's very interesting about when someone has nothing left and they've also nothing to lose. Right. And, that, and that's when, as we know, with coaching, with therapy, when you are at the bottom, exactly. that's when you rise. Yeah. And that's the difference between willpower and soul power. I'm talking about the, this uh, with my client too. At some point, your willpower breaks. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah. your soul power can come in so that your, your higher perspective can come in. So, because yeah. <sighs> really the censorship, the crime is if you comply, if you just get along, are you seeing what you are creating by just yeah. getting along with everyone else, ah, dismissing and not even looking at the situation. Yeah. Absolutely. To live in ignorance, which is what they want you to do. Yeah. No. It doesn't work. But as human beings, like I said, we want to fit in. We want to be together in a little group, even if it's not working out for us. Right. Yeah. And and that's what traps us into, call it whatever you want, lack consciousness, yeah. uh, poverty consciousness, or victim consciousness. Those yeah. are the lower consciousness that this censorship is trapping us, us in. And absolutely. that is not our nature. We're absolutely limitless, but the whole agenda is to disconnect us from who we are as unique individuals. That is the biggest crime against humanity. Absolutely that. Absolutely yeah. that. If, if there's anything that pisses me off, it's yeah. the lie that we are being fed that says we are not enough or that we will never measure up Absolutely. or that we will never be complete or that we will never heal. Absolutely. Right? There is perfection. There's wholeness right here, right now, and it's available exactly. to you. So let's let's go to that part because we are both wearing yeah none of, none of this heavy stuff but we have if you don't clean up what's in the physical it follows you around and and you're you're believing that well see I'm not good enough because my reality is this is this but we gotta first uplift our our perspective right our awareness that who we are is so much more than what we were indoctrinated to be do you know what Recovering from my own trauma, there's all sorts of psychologists, you know, you the CBT, EFT, you name it, you, you know, you can go through the whole range. There's all sorts of things that you can recover, that you can use to recover from trauma. For me, the one thing that I, that has really helped me, I've done so much work, is finding my own truth 
I'm getting up every day and living with that intention of how I want to experience my world. Even that in itself, most people have no concept or little concept that happiness is not something that happens. It's something we create. That it is, that is our birthright. Like, for example, I get up every day and I have the intention that nothing is going to touch my happiness. Nothing. Because there's no guarantees. The time I have got, I'm going to live it in the happiest way possible. And that's going to be by knowing who I am, what I need, and, how, and what makes me feel good. And, and that takes, you know, some exploring. Because as we say, through conditioning, most of us, if you ask, I'm sure with your clients, you know, you ask your client, what makes you happy? What do you need? And they kind of look at you like, what? <laughs> I have no idea because I didn't realize that I could choose for the most part. Right. Yeah. My clients are kick-ass. They're so powerful. They are highly accomplished yet do, they do not have that authentic confidence. They are trapped in the do, 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 and ah, the yeah. prove, 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 prove. Yeah, because if validation. Only, yeah. And if they can no longer prove, you know, their worth, then they feel worthless. Yeah. And they lose that confidence. So it's Again, not really and other, another, another type of conditioning. Right, right. That your value is in the external world. Right. And they come to coaching because, okay, uh, why is it that I can I feel impotent now. I cannot do the same thing. I cannot muscle through or, or willpower through this obstacle. I'm at a loss. Well, because it's time to get soul powered. It's Absolutely. time to get connected to self. Absolutely. So, so censorship to fully, ex, to full expression of self. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think I think for me, it's about obviously going on the healing journey. I had to go back to remembering what made me feel happy, because as we grow into adults, quite often, life becomes very oppressive, very heavy. We've got responsibilities. You know, the playfulness can sometimes diminish. So for me, I had to go back to remembering what I did freely and expressing freely as a child without the concern of who was observing me, whether I was doing it perfectly or imperfectly. Mm. Because if you think about it, children choose everything based on the level of happiness it creates in them. Right. Most of the time, children cry when you're removing them from doing something that makes them happy. That's true. Yeah. They are authentically themselves. They've no concern. They can look at someone else and think, well, you're doing that, that makes you happy. However, I'm not going to join you because I know that it won't make me happy. So I had to start, my journey really started when I started to consider what made me happy when I was free to express myself. And, and I went back and I started to do different practices. I started riding horses again. I started tap dancing, dancing, movements. And I realized that in them moments, I was truly myself. Truly myself, truly able to express myself. I lost that adult inhibition about being perfect. And it just kind of came and it just flowed completely. So, so for me, that was a real big turning point. I think also having, taken the time to observe what things were triggering me, 
you know, the whole journey of kind of where does that trigger come from? You know, is it bringing out the best in me? Um, looking at living life with the bigger picture. What do I want to create? How do I want to leave other people being? I think, I think for me, emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence I'm, I'm doing teaching that with my groups at the moment and it, it's dumbfounded last week we did emotional intelligence and people were just like oh my god it was like 20 subheadings and everybody was just like I'm not even hitting five out of ten on on any of them wow. you know because because again they were just thinking externally right thinking right. if I if I achieve if I you know, hit the mark there, there, there. If everybody seems to be impressed, if I'm getting all this external validation, then I'm doing well. Right. But doing well it is so fragile when it's external, isn't it? Right. You talked mm. about going back to your childhood and remembering um, yourself, your playfulness. Yeah. I had a hard time going back to a happy place yeah. in my childhood. I rem what I remember is praying to God to take me back. Wow. Um, that uh, he made a mistake sending me here. <laughs> so, but there were happy moments, but it was really difficult to get back That's there, hard. especially when on top of that is the 15 years of single parenting and, yeah. then, and then the dark night of the soul, the, the burnout and depression. So yeah. it was to, to go back and remember. It took my siblings to make me remember that yes it was a loving family it wasn't perfect you know there no. was uh, emotional absenteeism from the parents and then I went to Hawaii and and then that became my you know my standard this yeah. is the happy place and that was how I stuck it, it on the happiness level and then from there now that I've elevated it I can look back in the childhood and Oh, what are the uh, gifts? What are the strengths? You know, what did it teach me? Like the bullying thing that I talked about earlier. Well, I yeah. was a belligerent child and I was also a very uh, chameleon type um, people pleaser that I didn't know I was a people pleaser. Oh my God, <laughs> when I found out, I was livid. How can this independent woman who didn't ask for anything from anybody be a people and and living her life away from everybody still exhibiting people pleasing tendencies it was insane when i found that out you know it's really interesting the amount of my clients that you know uh, i will say to them kind of you know they'll say to me it's who i am and i'll say is it who you are or who you became in right. order to believe that you could get your needs met that way yeah yeah it, it's it's a coping mechanism it's a survival mechanism and anywhere we have crutches it's all being taken away right now by ascending energies because Absolutely. that is not who we are no. crutches not who we are so level up, people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are growling at the screen right now thinking about it because it's like I said to my client today, you know, they're in a, an area of Spain that they're locked down again. And I was like saying, you know, a lot of people are in relationships and before they've been able to avoid the challenges 
in the relationships because they've got unhealed parts of their own inner child. And, you know, right now, pushed together in this environment, they are having to deal with their stuff and there is no way out. And so for, for me, you know, I can see the benefits of all this. Um, I, I honestly believe that we are looking and working towards a revolution, you know, talking the maybe airy-fairy stuff to some people. We're going into the age of Aquarius. Um, is is extremely exciting, but we are going to have some huge mountains to climb. And, you know, for, for those that are so fearful, and I've got fears myself because things are very uncertain. And we're used to, like you said, being focused on having certainty and security. Um, but we're growing and expanding so much in this time. We're having to think outside the boxes in our, our business, in our relationships. Um, we're having to look at our values, uh, which for me, the level of love and connection, you know, is just, it's, it's bringing us all together. More people are becoming awake now than ever before because their intuition is being, there's rockets firing in there and it can no longer be avoided. And that's not just what's going on outside of us. That's also what's been going on inside of us. Right, right, right. And it, and it can no longer be avoided because we're not living authentic lives. And to me, if you're not living authentically, what's the point? Right, exactly. And if you're sending mixed signals to the universe, what is your reality? Chaos. Absolutely. You got to know what you want. You got to know what it is that you stand for. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to evolve. Absolutely. It's a process. And I think, you know, I was listening to The Power today, um, an audio which I, uh, was done by Rhonda Byrne. It's incredible. And I love it. It talks about love being the highest energy. And I'm dancing around the room when I'm listening to it because it lifts my soul so much and, and makes me feel so much hope and then gives me that power to be able to work with my clients and, you know, keep focused on the goal. Um, right. and, and I just truly believe that um, if people can consider living a different way and knowing that there's much more joy, happiness, empowerment, um, hope, um, that hope has not been lost, you know, and, and that this time of pain for a lot of people and suffering has a purpose because, as we know, pain is a part of life, but suffering's optional. And, right. and, right. and we, don't, we don't have to be in that place of suffering. The only time we suffer is when we're anchoring for the past. Right. Yeah. The meaning we give it. And, and the love... rejection of the truth, the rejection of the truth that's going on. And what is the truth? Yeah. Exactly. Connection exactly. to self, right? Absolutely. I love what you said there, um, that there is hope. And we're going to tie that into censorship. Yeah. You're the one creating hope by using your voice and not Absolutely. allowing censorship yeah. to limit your voice or to, to totally squash who you are, your spirit, your soul, your essence. Absolutely. And that's that's where hope comes from. It's not someone, you know, giving you a guaranteed income. Because you just imagine for a second that you do have a guaranteed income. Is there fulfillment there? Is no. there growth there? No. No. It, it, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're selling us an idea 
that on a soul level, it's not going to work. Because we are here to grow and evolve and fulfill what we came here to do. And what is that? To fulfill, (laughs) to self-actualize. Absolutely. To To live our purpose. And we all have, regardless of what, we all have a purpose. We're here for a reason. Everybody's got a value. But, you know, through the censorship, we've been devalued to not believe that we just, a lot of people just think, I'm just me. But, you know, when you think about we are seven, eight billion people on a on a planet that's in a a multi-universe, the the whole thing is magical. And it's like we have to think bigger. We have to think about the whole picture, you know, that we are we are a miracle in ourselves. Yeah. And just imagine, okay, let's let's uh, activate the throat chakra. Okay. This is <laughs> rising above crimes against humanity and the crime is censorship, right? Yeah. So just clear that throat chakra. So imagine if you are able to speak up your truth. Imagine if you can speak and create, you know, the word. Talk, talk to us about the word, the power of the word, what you say. Exactly. You create, exactly. you bring to fruition, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it, and it is, it's about, you know, it's about being aware that there's much more than we can imagine. You know, like the universe, it's infinite. Everything, you know, we're talking about law of attraction and all this kind of thing. And, you know, we are just energy at the end of the day. And, you know, it is just atom. We're just atom. Everything's atoms and molecules vibrating at different levels in order to, throw out different types of energy and to take different forms everything was a thought before it was created you know and as much as we have this these situations going on now collectively we can change that with belief with we instead of i you know with all coming from the same place and it's it's not you know, people say it's hocus pocus, airy fairy, whatever you want to call it. It's the reality. If we want to have a better world, then we can create it. Yes. And, that's and as we know, Tess, energy is bigger than anything. Right, right. And again, you know, the energy, if you suffocate that, oh my God, you're going to implode inside. And that's depression. Well, that's that the illnesses Austin, that we talk the illnesses about. Illnesses and stuff like that. Absolutely. But if you really embody and own and don't let, Anybody take away the power of your voice. Oh my God, you align with creation itself. Totally. Feel the power of that. Totally. And I think most people at some point in their lives have experienced being being aware of the create. They've just not maybe been fully aware that they have got the power that they really truly have. Yes. Because who teaches us this? Where do we get this information from? For me, personally, it was through my trauma and, and, and working and discovering and, and researching and thinking to myself, observing when I have my own depression, thinking to myself, how is it that there's people out there that live joyously every day? That's how everybody's birthright. So why don't I have that? So it was then my thoughts were, well, I want to go and get that. And I want to know that's achievable. Mm-hmm. And it is achievable for everybody feeling that being unique, embracing yourself and coming into your own energy is the right way to live. As we know, fear, fear of not having certainty is 
huge. And that's why I have compassion for people that are really in that fearful place right now. And I think we have to come from a loving, compassionate place because as we know, you know, love has the highest energy. If we're angry and we're arguing, it causes more separation, more anxiety, more stress. We've already had the media creating separation. We don't want to create any more ourselves. Right. And that's hard. I know that you have a challenge with that as well when, you know, we're passionate about something and we're trying to let people know so that they can burst out oh, of the bubble. Yeah. It's like, Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you want yeah. them to be in that place. But as yeah, we but know, it's everybody's journey. It's that everybody's on their own journey. Right. And there's a pushback. So, so totally. Um, at, at this point, really, all I, from my, my own experience, all I can do really is hold space, you know, yeah. raise, raise some concerns. And this is what's happening. This is something that you need to be aware of. And now that you know, what are you going to do about it? Because it's yeah. ultimately up to you, not up to me. I am in charge of my responsibility is my energy. Yeah. And if I'm not fulfilling my calling to do what I'm doing right now to uphold the truth, then it eats me up inside. We cannot serve two masters. No. We cannot serve two masters. No. And I choose to serve truth, the highest truth for the highest good of all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any final words, Nicola? It's this, uh, we can go on another three hours. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. For anyone out there that feels that they are fearful of stepping out on their own, they're not on their own, that there are millions of other people out there that are feeling the same way, that are questioning things, that are feeling insecure, that um, are realizing that the changes that are coming about are, are, are things that, you know, we're going to have to adapt to and, and and if they're worried about their safety to reach out to do your own research to listen to your own intuition and trust that what feels right is right to not be afraid to look for people to talk to um you know and to to know that they have got a right to their own happiness their own voice their own truth live in their own reality because I don't know whether we're here a million times or one time. All I know is most of us only remember this one and we have got the responsibility to live it in our own truth with love, with lightness and with a lot of caring and sharing about everything on this planet. And, you know, we need to think more collectively. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How, how can people uh, get in touch with you? Um, they can go on my website, which is www.connectedtoself.com, or they can email me outlook uh, connected to self at outlook.com. Connected to self at outlook. Yeah, and they can hit me up on my Facebook page, Nicola Farnhill. I just like to say, Tess, thank you so much for this opportunity. You're you're just like me. If I'm not living my purpose, then I'm not living. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so blessed. So blessed. So blessed. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much. And thanks Thank you everyone. so much. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind. Take back your voice. Take back your soul. Take back your power. 
Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.